Have you ever like had the thought to want to do something, but thought too much about it rather than actually doing it? You hear that saying all the time. If you fail, fail forward. At least you're trying and learning. All of the people that are super uber successful had these moments in their life where they failed. So I want people to understand too that part of that journey will involve a lot of disconnect you know, a lot of falling out of love with it. And you've said this to me. And I think there's like a version of a person, like consider them risk takers who just do it. And then there's that other side of the population who I don't want to say aren't essentially risk takers, but more so logical thinkers who take time to review their options, take time to process the risks and actually make the best decision case scenario. Whereas the risk taker won't sit there and overthink and like think about all the what ifs and the what if this works, what if it doesn't work, we'll just go for it, execute and then deal with it as it comes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Dima Podcast. It's Neela. And it is Adis. What's up, family? Dude, have you ever, like, had the thought to want to do something but thought too much about it rather than actually doing it? And then that led to just, like, this fear of not even doing it to begin with because, like, you have failure. You have these notions of, oh, so many other people doing it. You see other people's success and failures and that all of these thoughts kind of just, um, they cloud your own judgment on the thought of doing it yourself. And so that just stops it as a whole like have you ever came across that yeah i i've felt that a lot in my life like i want to say i'm an optimistic person but when it comes to macro goals like life goals like job goals occupation goals i could be a pessimist and i can stand in my own way like i would spend more time thinking about what could go wrong in the situation rather than what can go right and how i can make it to the other side of the finish line and i think a lot of human beings are like that too it's because like we have these like um, expectations of ourselves and we don't want to fail at something that we our brain almost sets up these like safeguards for you not to fail so it just makes you procrastinate and just never do the thing that you're interested in or that amazing idea you have because you think so many people are doing it here's what could go wrong yeah, it's not going to work like or else everybody else would be doing it. I haven't came up with the same uh, this, you know, idea because all these other people already came up with it and stuff. So I felt this to like an extent in my life where it's inhibited me from doing things that I wanted to do in life. But I've realized that on the other side of that is greatness on the other side of just saying you know what i'm going to fail forward because you hear that saying all the time if you fail fail forward at least you're trying and learning all of the people that are super uber successful had these moments in their life where they failed i always get asked this question about um like if i go through a situation and it does result into failure and i go back and analyze it or process it people will always ask me would you have not done it at all or are you grateful that you did it did it and now you know what you know so i think failing forward is such a good example of at least you tried and now you know because at the end of the day everything results into some sort of experience whether it benefits or not and it holds some sort of and instills some sort of um awareness in you and a thought of something you won't do again or something you'll do differently next time so it does help in a sense and of course not everything is going to be successful off the off the the first try but you have to put forth the effort and I think this notion of 
always thinking more about it rather than just doing it is this natural humanistic overthinking approach that we all have. We overthink everything. Even if we don't think we're overthinking, we'll think a little bit about what could possibly go wrong or what we'll always think about the worst case scenario or option B, right? And You know, I think the most successful people have just gone forward with they have an idea, it sparks in their mind, the light turns on and that's it, they run with it, and then they'll deal with it as it comes. If it fails, they'll deal with it. If it doesn't work out, they'll deal with it. I think that's a very, very entrepreneur type, um, successful driven thought process that we have to kind of engrave in our mind if we really want something that bad. And I'll use my brand as an example that I've been ongoing for eight years now. It's been eight years that I've kicked off my makeup brand in terms of me as a brand, my YouTube channel, my Instagram. And the thing is that it's not necessarily that I've overthought it. I know what I want from it, but I have faced obstacles throughout the process, like losing my Instagram account when I was at 10,000 subscribe, uh, you know, followers. And I had these partnerships with these brands. And then I had to kind of start from scratch again and all these things and like pivoting back and growing organically. And then my YouTube, like this huge dry spell and then like starting it again because life happens at the end of the day. But then throughout all of that, I always, I always had it played in the back of my mind, but I constantly overthought about all the other influencers that are out there, all the other makeup brands that are out there, all this this like uh, uh, limitless amount of content creation that could be there. And I'm like, oh, I'll just add to it. What, what can I do differently? How can I stand out? All these things. But at the end of the day, I have always been true to what I love and my approach to it. And I always come back to you're only you. There's thousands out there, but there's only one of you. And like, how can you just run with that and just, just do it, just do it. And I had a great conversation with my sister today and she had to kind of bring me back on just like, bro, put your head back down and get in the game in terms of like what you want, because Again, we are in our own way. Our distractions are in our way, but we have to kind of stay true to the the end goal. And no matter what the hiccups look, you and I know this in the progress of the podcast, what it looks like in between, like just stay focused on the goal. Yeah, and I think we have to be an optimistic realist rather than a pessimistic realist. Like I've started to understand what people mean when they say like, follow what you're passionate about, right? But there needs to be a sense of reality when it comes to your passion play too. Like, for example, when it comes to something that you're passionate about, the reality of you quitting your passion is relatively slim, right? Rather than doing something just for the monetary value and just to make money, you're probably at one one day when push comes to shove and you hit a roadblock, you're probably gonna quit it because like you're, you're not passionate about it, right? It's like, for example, not everything will be successful in your life, right? But for me, I wanna limit my chances of quitting and how I do that is knowing that one, I'm passionate about it, and two, I'm not doing the same redundant thing thinking that there's gonna be a change. I think you and I talked about this before. This, So I want people to understand too that part of that journey will involve a lot of disconnect you know, a lot of falling out of love with it. And you've said this to me, Adis and I have been on the phone, you know, we got in a fight once about like, he was like, Mila, sometimes you just fall out out of love with it, but that doesn't mean that it isn't still there. Like 
part of the process, part of that risk will involve a lot of ups and downs, disagreements, inconsistency, you know, slow pace movement, high highs, low lows, but it's still part of the journey and it'll still kind of get to that goal so long as you stay true to it, right? But to Adisa's point, you also have to find ways to be just versatile through the process and not just expect your day-to-day routine, which now involves just recording twice a week, for it to naturally just become something. Like, there's a reason why, and I think that there's the, the the what we're talking about. I think there's like a version of a person like the, consider them risk takers who just do it, and then there's that other side of the population who I don't want to say aren't essentially risk takers, but more so logical thinkers who take time to review their options, take time to process the risks and actually make the best decision case scenario. Whereas the risk taker won't sit there and overthink and like think about all the what ifs and the what if this works, what if it doesn't work, we'll just go for it, execute and then deal with it as it comes. Right. And I think you need to kind of figure out the type of ability that you have and then run with that because we took the risk of just doing it. Honestly, the podcast grew from nothing. It literally, it was, it grew from nothing, but it grew from our, from the one idea we had in common and what we wanted to see from it, right? And and that was just like a risk. It was no like sitting down and like getting to it. We didn't just say we want to have a podcast. One day, one day, you know, it was like, okay, we want a podcast. What do we need to do next? And then we just did. Same with my makeup. I love makeup. I want to create content. Okay, I need to go get a camera. It's like, what's the next step, right? And then you have other people who sit down, and, and you have those people who will tell you, also successful, like, wait, before you pull the trigger, don't just buy the house. Wait, let's see. Wait, let's wait to see what the market is. Let's wait to see if rates get better. Let's hold off and see if this is the best case scenario. Let's make a pro and con list. Like, there are those people too, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's situational. It depends on the situation. It depends on balance. how bad you want it. Yeah. Yeah, like healthy it could balance. be a balance of the two rather than just mm-hmm. being completely logical because even when it comes to when you bought your condo, mm-hmm. if – you had taken everybody's advice, you probably still would be renting, you know, a, a condo, right? Actually, because it never did. dropped. Like, Wait, prices so, never really it tanked didn't and drop, stuff. But here's a great example. Yeah. I just bought the condo off the whim. I woke up and I said, okay, run the escrow, right? Three years down the line, today I just had a conversation with your dad about how I feel like I should sell the condo because in that phase of my life, that risk made sense. But today, given the market and what I'm going through with my HOA, who's been an ongoing battle, Maybe I need to sell the condo and try again another time. So I want people to understand that if you do execute and take that risk and just make that decision for a phase of your life, maybe those three years have made sense for what your life meant in that moment and the, the structure that you had. Now, I don't think I failed. I haven't failed, but I think that I'm pivoting in a different direction because it makes sense for me now in a different way. So it's okay for it to also change midway, but it's still not going to necessarily like, I don't have to look back and be like, damn, I should have bought it three years ago. Like I did. Okay. Now what? You know, like it's, it's, it's healthy. And you also have to take what people say with a grain of salt, because Mm -hmm. again, they're projecting their ideals and the way they think onto you. So it's like their biases, their biases and all biasy and all of that. So it's like, I realized like at a young age, I have this vivid memory of my dad pushing me into a, like a nine or 10 foot pool as a kid. Swear to God, like there was a lifeguard there. I remember the girl, what she looked like, short haired girl. He pushed me in the pool and said, like, I knew I was going to get pushed in. I was like on the edge, like about to jump in. And he pushed me in. 
he would have saved me, right? But it's like sometimes you have to just jump into it and then you'll figure out rather than like sitting there and like searching it for 10 hours. Granted, I could have died there, yeah. but you don't feel me? But I learned how to swim and now I can swim and stuff. So it's like, I take that with a grain of salt because also the scary part is you don't know who has your best interests. You don't know what type of misinformation is out there. Like I just talked to you about that Amazon FBA right? I dive deep into the rabbit hole of that because I was watching TikTok and stuff on it. And I'm realizing that a lot of the people, again, like I'm not saying that Amazon FBA is dead for, it's a saturated market. Some people will do amazing at it. Like kudos to you guys, if you get in now or late or whatever, but a lot of the people on there are making all of their money selling courses, but they're not going to tell you that there's a reason why they're selling these courses for two, three, four, five grand. So it's like, then you have not only your brain going against you, you have other people kind of confusing you and muddying the water. So essentially in order for you to master your journey, you got to just jump in. Yeah. You got to have the camera breaking. You got to have the, the brushes come in and your name is spelt 17 different ways and the ink is bleeding from your makeup brushes and the packaging sucks and the the audio is making a sound and we put, you know, like yeah. all of that stuff or the lighting is super messed up. Like in order for you to master your craft or do anything that, you know, um, you're looking at through a lens of this might not work is for it not to work and for you to figure it out. I can't tell you how many people I talk to who come to me with ideas on like, I've always wanted to do this and I really want to do this and I can see myself doing this and I'm just like, and, and same, I'm one of those people too. I, like I do what I do, but I also have so many other ideas and I talk about it all the time. I don't see enough ambition behind what they want because they say what they say. Oh, they'll even take the first step. They'll even take the first, maybe even the second step. And then you don't ever see anything more than that. And I understand that everyone's circumstances are different. People have lives. People have, you know, your life happens. You know, you hit a wall. You have a kid. You get married. You lose your job. Like, things happen where you kind of have to hold off. But I think that at the end of the day, it just depends on how bad you want something. I really believe if people want it, they'll do it. They'll find the time. They'll find the way. You know, you have to. And it also helps when you see that little incentive. Like, Adisa and I started the podcast. It's so funny that you said the auto audio because, oh, my God, for like the first month, we couldn't even get a podcast out because we couldn't figure out the freaking audio. We could not figure out. It was just so there was this binging noise for so long. And in that moment, I hated everything. I was like, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. Shut it down. Like, you know, but it's like. And now I look back and I'm laughing because of the measures we took, like the people we talked to, we were stressed out. Like it's going to suck. It's going to suck because it's lonely and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know how it's going to be received. But, and it helps to have someone, I'm not going to lie, but like, you know, it, it's something that you don't know what it's going to be. And that's another thing, the fear of the unknown, the, not only the fear of failure, but the fear of the unknown and the fear of, okay, all eyes on me, I'm doing something. And I was just telling Mo in the car again, I was like, maybe sometimes you need to be the cringe, the cringer. You see people and you they're cringing at what they do, but those people are so confident in themselves and what they're doing that it translates, bro. You have to also tune out the noise, tune out the noise. Cause it's like, people are going to talk regardless, but like we were talking about this Afghan singer and I was like, because no like he's just like thriving and like he's you know and I was just like wow I love to see so many people talk about him but I'm like in his mind he's him he's doing what he got to do he took the risk and look at how far he got like you have to believe in yourself I agree stop overthinking yeah tuning tuning other people's 
projective thoughts and stuff is so difficult. I saw this TikTok that I want to send you and Mo. It's hella interesting, right? It's like a three-part series and it shows like, do you guys know what the butterfly effect is, right? Where you do one thing and it leads you to another thing and it leads you to another thing and you're at this. So it showed this one person, this one girl's journey and it showed three different versions of her, right? Like, her walking in and meeting and like following her dream and walking into the situation and studying and taking the time and, and doing her own business. And it showed that version of her, right? And like five, six years down the road, she's this boss and it shows her in this like high rise, like building with glass all around her, hella people bought like boss, supercar driving up. Then it showed the version of her that didn't that just decided on not doing that, right? Not studying. She was just like worked a regular job, like worked at like a fast food joint. And then she ended up with this guy and then that guy beat her. And then like, it just showed her a negative and she was just like this turned into an alcoholic would just drink and stuff. Then it showed another version where she pursued a guy. And then she went and pursued that guy and she built a beautiful family and she had like seven different kids and they moved to this rural town. Like your life is dictated by something that you cannot control that's predestined for you, right? But it's also dictated by the actions you take every day. So it's insane to me that I, in five years, depending on what the decisions I make now, obviously it's all God's plan, but I'm assuming through the decisions I make now can end up in a completely different time, place, yeah. everything. Like even down to the partner I choose, right? That partner can make me be in a different state. She lives in a different state. I could have been over there, start a family. Or if I dated this girl that was like right here, my life can look completely different. I looked at that TikTok. It was like each one is like a three-part series. And I was like- That's like brain, like wild. Bro. Wild. Like you can be a completely different person doing based and on the actions you set right now. The actions you set right now and the intentions you set for yourself. I think it is your entire outcome could be dependent on one single decision and how you make that decision. And, you know, you can imagine what it could be. The reality is you'll never know because it is destined if you are a believer. But at the end of the day, it is preset in a way for you to make that decision on what it's supposed to turn out. And Again, you can overthink that decision and it could go one way or you can not think it. It could go another way or you can think for a second. And it just, it's all determined on your approach. Our life is established essentially to your point based off of how we set our intentions. It's wild. Insane. When yeah. I saw that, I was like, holy That's wild. moly, bro. That's and it's the same girl. Yeah. It's just, she just made the different yeah. decision that could have led her. a really good movie about this too. It was like a about this girl who gets pregnant and I forgot the name of the movie, but she said, we do we talk about this movie? We Might talked have. about this on a Did podcast. We? Yeah. Uh, she, if she chose to have the baby or not have the baby and she, it, the movie goes into two different worlds of what her world would be like when she had the baby and then what the world would end up being if she didn't have the baby because she was in school. She was, has set her career. She knew what she wanted to pursue her profession, all those things. And then she kind of got hit with this other thing and she's like, okay, but I want a family. I want to have the, so it's really interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Crazy. But I encourage everyone, Neil and I encourage you to just rather than talk about it, just do it. Yeah, just do it. No matter what the outcome, it'll always work out too in a weird way. It does. It does. It really does. Where can they find us, Neil? YouTube.com slash the Dima podcast, TDP. We are. We out.